Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 46. My name is Dean Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight we've got Dana and Mickey, and we're going to be talking all things round 18. I get it, state of origin today. It's uh, it's very, very exciting. But if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to our episode 45 Go and do that. We do a full State of Origin preview. But uh, look, you know, we get a State of Origin. It's going to be really, really exciting, but also keen to talk about some club football. But before we get too carried away, let's dive into the warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Play it on the set. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Guys, we, we can't not talk about Origin, you know, in and around rate round 18, obviously, given that this is... This is game day. This is the big one. This is New South Wales' chance for, you know, just a little bit of redemption after a couple of years ago, <laughs> you know, the, the massive upset. But the question I've got for you here in the warm-up, a bit of a hypothetical, is which player do you think is most likely to debut in Origin next season? We've seen a bit of a crazy a series, to be honest, with a lot of younger players being blooded by the coaches. Uh, Dana, I'm going to start with you. Who've got, who have you got your eyes on? Who could debut next year? So, you know, in the midst of some signings that have just recently been announced, I reckon Reese Walsh has a very good chance of making the squad and actually playing um, next year. You know, he's moving from the Warriors to, to the Broncos, so he's going to be in, in Brisbane. He's going to be in the middle of, of the action of State of Origin uh, and the Maroons squad. So, you know, I think if, you know, if Caelan Ponga keeps going with these bloody head injuries and these HIAs, I think even if he, you know, cops a COVID like Cam Munster has, um, I think Reese Walsh will be a good kind of fit to just slot in there. He'll have, you know, if he can build up his his skills and uh, consistency at, at the Bronx, I think he'll definitely be able to fit that Maroon squad and then hopefully help us next year in the series. That is a brilliant one because I just, you know, fast forward 12 months time, maybe back a little bit towards, you know, the start of the conversations before game one, but he is going to be a player who a lot of people are going to be talking about because the Broncos, I think they'll be fit and firing. Hey, a little bit, um, you know, sad that you're saying that COVID might still be around next year. I think that's going to be our reality. But, uh, yeah, no, look, you're right. If Kalen Ponga goes down, um, yeah, you know, he, he could definitely be the next person up, that's for sure. Uh, Mickey, what about yourself? New South Wales um, being quite dominant. They haven't had it their, you know, all of their own way, but... At the same time, Freddie's been out of blood a few youngsters. So, yeah, you know, it certainly could happen again next year. Um, yeah, who's a player who's caught your eye and you could think could get a jersey next year? Like the past two seasons, I thought Victor Radley's very unlucky. Yeah. Um, but that all comes back down to some injury timings. Um, he was named in the squad for game two. So he was he's been like in and around there now. So hopefully next year if things go well for him and he doesn't get injured before origin, um, hopefully he doesn't get injured at all. Um, he will hopefully, I think be making a debut. I think he'll just be such like a good player to have in there. Like I, I feel like he's built for origin, like yeah. just the way that he plays. Yeah. And Mickey, I, I think by then he should be back to playing his best football because, 
you know, this victor, inflictor, the enforcer, the aggressor, the player who's always getting suspended, hurt, and all that, you know, I, I think that's really dinted his brand as a, as a player. You know, there was a period of time there where he was considered, you know, uh, on par with Cam Murray and a few of the other boys in terms of their playmaking ability. I really feel like Victor's kind of not lost that as a player. Certainly, you know, still got the talent to do it, but I think he needs to go out and prove it for long periods of time. So, yeah, can Victor, the football player, get back to being one of the game's best players? If that's the case, then all the other stuff, the aggression, you know, a little bit of sh- you know, shit talking and everything like that, you know, that that's exactly what we need for the New South Wales Blues. But, yeah, it would be good to see Victor Radley get back there. Look, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, the, the Chook theme, and I'm going to go with J- Joseph Suwali. I mean, I get it. You know, there wasn't a paper article that wasn't written about this young kid only a year or so ago. I think it's gone a little bit quiet. You know, I, I guess that's the media cycle these days. But I still think we've got to uh, respect what this kid is doing at his age. I mean, I know he, he's incredible. I, I want to say he's 14. I know he's a little bit older than that. But he's an absolute child and he's out there playing, you know, some unbelievable football. So you think about what he can do 12 months from now. And look, to be honest, the, the Sydney Roosters, they've been very disappointing. We're going, to be, we're going to be talking about them a little bit more later on. But... Yeah, Robbo, he's not going to stand for this for too much longer. I think the Roosters, if they go sideways, there could be a bit of a blow-up here. So who knows? Maybe Suwal is captain next year, playing for the New South Wales Blues. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be a bit of a wait and see. But there we go. There's a few players, Radley, Walsh, and Suwali. be interesting to check in on this 12 months from now, who was right in their predictions. All right, team, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team. I know we're excited about uh, Origin, but there is still a competition that, you know, is starting to come down to the wire for a few particular teams. Now, this week, we've got a massive feature game with the North Queensland Cowboys, the 2022 fairy tale. Let's be honest, what an unbelievable... I mean, if you're a Mojo listener and you predicted them to be a top four team, a top two team, please reach out because, uh, you know, we, we don't quite have our merchandise ready, but we'll definitely take your name for a later date because... It's been incredible what they've been able to produce. Coming up against Cronulla Sharks, who, look, they they come out firing at the start of the season. They've been in the top four for the majority of the year. Mickey, I'm going to start with you. You know, it's going to be a little bit hard to tell which players uh, will back up. I know players will be committed to, to doing it. Just on paper, though, this is going to be an unbelievable clash, the Cowboys and the Sharks. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um I was even just having a little thought that if it came down to it, um, I don't. Oh, I want to say Cowboys will win, um, but if it comes down to a field goal in the stats, it looks like you know um, Sharks have had they've got four field goals under their belt this season, so they're leading um, that tally. So technically, if it comes down to it, Sharks, but I think Cowboys. Dana, you're right. Let's flip it over and talk a little bit about Cronulla. Mickey, a player who I couldn't really get a read on this year was Matt Moylan. For me, he was the player that was most surprising to me. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I I thought he was broken down. I thought he was finished. He's had so many injuries. 
He was so patchy. I, I, I also wondered whether he actually loved rugby league. Like I heard stories about him not being the best trainer. Mickey, you've got to give it to him. He's been outstanding for Cronulla this year. He's really helped Nico. He was outstanding when Nico was out the other night, and you know he's been rewarded with a two-year contract. It's a really great story to see that Moylan's really been able to get back to some of his best football. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, his leadership around the team as well. Like He's been around NRL now for a little while, so it's been a big – I feel like that would be a big impact on that Sharks team, um, that experience that he brings. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see him come back and – with that sort of fire in his belly and, you know, maybe having someone like Nico come into the team where, who he can sort of lead and play with has been good for him and good for his game, having someone fresh like that Absolutely. around him. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, think it's a, I think it's a fuck you moment. Like it's a – he reads everything. Like these NRL players, a lot of people think that, you know, they can get shot at in media and they don't listen. Like – Matt would have known the stories, the narrative, the pressure that he was under. So for him to just put in an unbelievable preseason, work with Craig Fitzgibbon, win that starting spot. I mean, look, I just think it's a great story for a lot of players who, you know, Matt Moylan was never on the fringe, but, you know, he could he could be a player that could have been head of the Super League. So great story there. Uh, Dana, another player who wanted to call out for the Cronulla Sharks is, don't you love characters in rugby league? Like, at the end of the day, why do we follow it? We follow it because we love the characters. We love players. Toby Rudolph, I mean, he's a great guy. Larrikin, gives Storm a lot of shit. I love that. But, you know, we've also got to talk about his play. He's regularly running over 100 metres. He's starting to become a little bit of a leader of the pack there. You know, he's really going to have to bring it in this one against the Cowboys. I don't like him. <laughs> nah, look, it's um, it's hard to to look at. Cronulla Sharks in any way, shape or form and try and find some praise for them because they have such a strong hatred for the club. Um, but yeah, look, he's, you know, he's playing really well this year. He's got his tackle breaks, he's got, you know, 12 tackle breaks. He's got 11 offloads so far this season. He's got a 93.3% tackle efficiency, which I think is one of the highest in the competition. So Again, he's hard to to look past. And, you know, as a prop, I think he's a very pivotal point to kind of push through and help with those, um, obviously, those line breaks. You know, he is that first or second kind of hit up in a play to then offload before he hits the ground and then let the, the quick boys kind of sneak through. But, you know, Cronulla are leading the, the line breaks for this season across the competition. They've got 94 at the moment, 184 offloads. So, you know, the combination of those two statistics together obviously makes sense as to, to why they're so successful at the moment. So yeah. I think if they can keep on that and keep pushing forward, then they've got a good shot. Yeah, absolutely. And I also wanted to shout out Britton Nakora, who just re-signed with the club. Uh, that keeps him there until at least the end of the 2025 season. I've said it on multiple podcasts, but... You know, the question of, you know, Wade Graham, he's a player who's been so incredible for Cronulla. I really feel like he's starting to come towards the end of his career. But a guy like Britton Nakora, he is the future of this club. And, you know, yes, he's, you know, you know obviously he's a Kiwi. He's going to be able to do his thing in the World Cup. Look out for him. He's going to be doing some special things. But, you know, he's not in state of origin. He doesn't get all the headlines. But 
you know, don't get it twisted. This guy is one of the best in the game. Uh, just quickly, while we're throwing out some some uh, some praise, Blake Braley really starting to find some form there at dummy half as well. And Jesse Ramian, you know, obviously he's a night supporter. He had a couple of difficult periods there for my club, but, you know, you put him back in that Cronulla jersey and he's just superhuman. So uh, Jesse Ramian, an absolute bloody headache for anyone trying to uh, trying to tackle him. All right, team. Well, no, sitting on the fence. I think we spoke a little bit about our predictions earlier on, but let's just quickly firm them up and recap that. Look, let's be honest. This is a 50-50 game against two of the big dogs in the competition, North Queensland Cowboys versus the Cronulla Sharks. Mickey, who are you going in this one? Um, when I do my actual tipping for my tipping comp, I will, I'll probably go Cowboys. All right. I love that. Yeah. Look, I know that Chad's a, uh, you know, a, a listener of the Mojo Sports podcast. So, uh, Chad, yes, I am predicting a Cowboys victory here. Dana, um, I don't think I've ever heard you tip a Cronulla Sharks team because. No, fuck them. I'm going Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The Melbourne Storm. Uh, yeah, obviously you, you, you stay true to form. All right, team. Well, let's flip it over now to uh, our other feature game. It is the Sydney Roosters coming up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I mean, I just don't know where we are. I mean, is this really happening? The the Dragons, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're sitting in ninth position. Uh, they're sitting on 18 competition points, but Mickey. Your mob, the team of ultimate consistency, the Sydney Roosters, uh, they sit in 10th position on 16 points. Mickey, you watch every second of their game. You know, just your general vibes on your team at the moment. What's going right? What's going wrong? What's your thoughts on, on the Roosters? I don't even know what's going wrong. I don't know. <laughs> like, what? I don't think we've been out of the top eight, like, since I can remember. So, I no idea. Um, I was like thinking about it, um, like just looking at Roosters up against the Dragons. I guess we played against them on Anzac Day and we lost to Dragons then. And I feel like that's sort of where we've been going down was sort of since that Anzac Day match. Um, like for this game, I do think the Dragons will win, but I'm still going to like go with the Roosters. You know, um, but. Mickey, the, the other thing that's a little bit challenging too, and we're at this point in the year, is the draw. The draw is brutal for the Roosters. I mean, yeah, that's where <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned that, you know, whether the Roosters are going to make the finals. I can't believe we're in this position. I mean, you know, the Dragons, this is going to be an interesting one. Probably their season's on the line. You know, that's the storyline for the Roosters in, in that in that locker room for sure. You know, unless there's any injuries in origin, all the players are going to have to back up to try and get this win. But, you know, you've got the Knights, you know, it's probably going to punish us. Manly, you know, that's going to be a tricky game. But, you know, you look at Broncos, Cowboys, Storm, Rabbitohs, there is a Tigers game in there. But, you know, Mickey, this is an absolute must-win must win game. So it's going to be really interesting to see whether you guys can get the job done there. Uh, Dana, Luke Keary situation you have to commend the club for sitting him out. I mean, this is a team who haven't been in this situation for a very long time. They're on the verge of not making semi-final football. It would have been quite easy to to rush him back. They've done the right thing. I'm hearing you'll probably play in this game. What's your thoughts on that situation? Would you be looking to give Luke another week off? I mean, from all reports, he's fit, he's healthy, he's back to where he needs to be. Or do you think, no, look, you know, if... The Roosters really need to get the job done here and they need to bring him back. I think, I mean, see, if, if 
I was on the coaching side and it was my choice. I honestly probably would have rested him just that extra week because the last thing you need is for him to to turn around and be like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, against the Dragons who, yes, they lost last time, but they've got a bit more of a fight kind of now that they might be able to pull out a win rather than bringing him back early for what on paper, I guess, in history looks like an easy win compared to having him back early now and then potentially having a re-injury before, you know, you play Storm or you play um, Penrith or, you know, one of those higher top four sides that they're going to need their full team to kind of back it up with. But, um, yeah, that's just, you know, that's my thoughts on it and it's just it's hard to to look past that. For me, I I think, you know, as long as he's, uh, you know, 100% fit, I think he has to come back in because – one of the things that I think is missing for the Sydney Roosters is Joey Manu, his attack on the edge. I think, yes, he can play 5'8". He's a great player. We've seen what, he, what he's been able to do for his country. But, you know, you really feel like once once he's shifted into 5'8", I really feel like the Roosters lose a little bit on the edge. So, uh, yeah, shifting Joseph Manu back out onto the edge, I think that gives him a little bit of a weapon, someone they can utilize against the Dragons because... Otherwise, let's be honest, it, it's it's Teddy Ball, you know? It, it's Teddy Ball, and I feel like, any you know, Mickey, you know, jump in and talk a little bit about this one because everyone was so keen to see Joey Manu playing the halves, but it really has caused problems in other positions. Yeah, I was also going to say, um, with Luke Keery coming back, like, I feel like the Roosters have been through all this sort of stuff before with Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend, so I feel like they would wouldn't bring him back unless they know that he's ready. Like, I feel like they're pretty seasoned in dealing with these sort of injuries. Um, And, like, it sucks to say that because they are such, you know, shitty injuries to have to deal with and it's never good. Um, So I feel like Luke Keery's really getting looked after well in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the other part of it too is, you know, the the, the forward pack with with the Roosters, you know, the – I feel like the, the, the side, it's really funny at the moment. It's a very small pack, very mobile. You can see what Robbo's trying to do. He's trying to play fast. He's trying to, you know, uh, off the back of Tedesco, off the back of the, a quick play the ball, a very uh, small mobile pack. So, you know, that that, that that's great. But, you know, I, I still feel like, and I, and I sound like a little bit of a broken record, but the Roosters have been struggling in the middle. I really feel like they're missing some bigger players. And, when you look at a player like Takiaho, who's off to Super League next year, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, the Roosters, they really need to find some bigger bodies. I think I've spoken about this in previous episodes, but yeah, it just feels like they've got a stack of edge back rowers that are being shifted into the middle. Yeah, Mickey, thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think we're really missing Jared. <laughs> I think he's such a big player for us and we haven't had him for a few weeks, so I even yeah, even once he comes back, I feel like he just brings so much, even just leadership to the team. Like he's been around the Roosters for, like I don't know, feels like forever. Um, exactly, and and I guess my question is, where's the next Jared Weirah Hargraves? Because he's starting to become a little bit older. Takiaho's leaving, so yeah, it will be really interesting. But um, yeah, look, uh, really interesting to see how the how the Roosters go in this one. Um, you know, you're pretty clear on you know Tedesco, Joey Manu. I think Sammy Walker. You know, he's really starting to warm into it. 
don't feel like the Roosters are title contenders this year, but these are pretty good reps for him. I think he's going to go through another strong preseason, put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more size, and I think he'll be playing his best uh, game next year. All right, let's flip it over to the Dragons. Uh, Difficult one, Dana, to really get a read on this football team. I mean, they're winning enough games to be in and around the eight. Uh, But, yeah, what's your general thoughts on the Dragons? I think they need to get Zach Lomax to pull his head in and stop making so many errors. Um, I'm pretty sure he's at the top of the table for errors across the competition. Um, But, you know, as a squad, the Dragons are at the highest missed tackle count for this season. And the problem with this game as well is the second highest team are the Roosters. So to me, that means it's not going to be a very clean game. It's not going to be a very... Um, hopefully there's not as many errors um, between the two of them, but they've just kind of been on that downhill cycle of just not being able to, you know, complete those, just making silly errors between the two of them. So it's hard to kind of see what they're going to do. But, yeah, I think watching the last few games that the Dragons have played, like Zach just is just just dropping the ball and throw forward passes and, you know, just making dumb errors that, like, 14-year-olds up the road won't be making. So I think if they can get him on the right track to kind of pull his head in, you know, they've got a couple of players out with Origin that you don't know if they're going to, you know, make that turnaround or not. So I think that's something they need to focus on and hopefully they can kind of push through. But, again, we're looking at two teams on the bottom of the ladder. So it's hard to kind of try and talk positively about these teams that are so – Oh, the performance just isn't there at the moment. Well, I, I think the Dragons, they're, they're still, you know, ninth position. They're still hanging in hope that they can play finals footy. But, no, you're right. There, there are a few sort of challenges there. Clearly, once you remove Ben Hunt from this football team, they look very lost. Uh, so they're going to be hoping uh, that he gets through unscathed. But, you know, Talatai Amon, I, I feel like it's you're starting to see it. You're starting to see moments where he is flashing his potential and it's just difficult to stay patient, but that's all I'd say to the Dragons fans is, look, stick with it because it's not about what Amon can do in 2022. It's about what is this guy going to do for you over the next two, three, four, five years? I mean, there are not too many NRL clubs that have a young player as talented as him on their roster. So I think it's just going to be some growing pains with him. He does have his moments. I think he is going to be a little bit inconsistent, but um, yeah, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to like uh, like that. But yeah, he needs a couple of preseasons under his belt. That's for sure. The, the other player that is a little bit of an X factor for the Dragons. When I think about where is their points going to come from, agree. Zach's probably not in his best form. He probably needs to really uh, you know sort of work on that. It is difficult in the center position unless you're getting good football. But Moses Suli. He was an absolute wrecking ball the other day. I really feel like he is a player who, if he gets in a mood, he can really be uh, quite destructive. So, you know, there's some points there. And the Dragons will believe they can go toe-to-toe and they can get the job done against the Roosters here. They absolutely gave it to them last time, especially the middles. You know, you look at their pack, they will believe they can match it with the Roosters. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. All right, Mickey, we know who you're predicting is going to be the winner here, but... How and why do the Roosters get the job done here? Um, how, I don't know, hopefully, I don't know. If With Kiri and Sam Walker back together, then with Teddy as well, I think it'll all 
slowly start looking good working together again. Um, yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a close game. Um, if Roosters win, hopefully it's, I don't know, by two tries. <laughs> All right, there we go. Two try win there for the Roosters. Uh, oh, look, you're right. Um, I <laughs> look. I've got the Roosters getting the job done here. I just feel like, I just feel like Roosters are going to have a little bit of a flash towards the back end of this year. They've got a brutal draw, but you know, it, it, it's you know, it's just hard to think the Roosters aren't going to make finals football. I think that could be their reality. So maybe they need to start to look ahead to what next season looks like for them. But look, both teams are going to be told. This is it. Season on the line. Whoever wins this job, whoever wins this week is going to put themselves in a position to play finals footy. I'm going to go the Roosters in a close one. Dana, who gets the job done here? Who sniffs the top eight? Well, as always, against you two New South Welshmen um, with origin stuff, I'm going to back Cos's St. George Dragons <laughs> because I just, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't hate the Roosters as much as I used to. I kind of feel bad for them at the moment because they're not winning as much as they used to and not holding up to that expectation that we've known them for for so long. Um, but, yeah, I benefit of the doubt. I'll go, I'll go St. George. Oh, there we go, Cos. That one is for you. All right, team, let's move through to our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, speed round as we power our way through the remaining games in round 18. I'm going to kick us off on Friday at 7.55. We see the Parramatta Reels coming up against the New Zealand Warriors at home. The Warriors in all sorts of trouble, you know, in terms of losing their head coach, uh, losing, you know, uh, Reese Walsh during the week, during unf- you know, due to unfortunate personal circumstances. But, yeah, I really feel like that club is in a fair bit of trouble. Now, obviously going home, spiritual home, they're able to put in an emotional performance to get the job done. But I think they fall back, fall back to reality coming up against a team who in themselves are Parramatta Reels. They've been very patchy. The time is now for Parramatta, sitting in sixth spot on the ladder. If they want to be considered a genuine contender, they really need to start to rack up some wins here. So, look, I think Parramatta get the job done here very, very comfortably. The time is now for the Eels. All right, let's move through to Saturday at 5.30. We see eighth position, Manly Wurringa Seagulls. Uh, No Tommy Turbo, obviously, this year, but uh, coming up against uh, my mighty Newcastle Knights, they're at home at Four Pines Park, the old Brookvale Oval. Uh, look, as much as I'd love to see the Newcastle Knights, my dad, you know, he's a supporter of Manly. This is a bit of a Frost family rivalry. Hasn't gone too well for me in the past, and I have some concerns that uh, Manly might get the job done here. Look, for Newcastle, I, I think it's just their ability to deal with adversity. I mean, rugby league is about adversity. It is not going to go your way for the entire 80 minutes. You're going to drop the football. There's going to be a call go against you. You're going to miss a tackle. A team is going to score a try. And Newcastle just cannot handle those moments, and they cannot fight momentum back. So, look, obviously that's why we're in the position that we're in. Look, a couple of highlights. Um, really liking how Anthony Milford is, uh, I guess, settling into the system. I'm trying not to fall too much in love with him at the moment because Redcliffe have just upped up their offer. They're desperate for him to come to Redcliffe. Newcastle have laid down an offer as well. It'd be really interesting to see who gets the MILF. Uh, and Dominic Young, the young UK Pommy winger, um, you know, he's really coming into his own. So a couple of, you know, 
There's a couple of things there for Newcastle, um, but before the season's out, I'd also like to see Bradman Best really try and put in some strong performances. He's had so many injuries, hasn't been at his best this year, but uh, yeah, look, it's going to be a difficult one for the Knights this week. Manly probably get the job done there. All right, Mickey, you've got another Queensland derby here on Saturday night, 7.35, the Gold Coast Titans at home in 15th position, coming up against a pretty red-hot Brisbane Broncos in 5th position. Who gets the job done here? Oh, I do think the Broncos, I think poor Titans. They just haven't been having a good run. So if it's like, it'd be good to see them win, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Titans to potentially get uh, relegated. I think Uh, anyway, (laughs) I can't talk too much uh, with my night struggling this year, but yeah, has been a season to forget for the Titans. All right, Mickey, another interesting one is on Sunday, two o'clock, Combank stadium, the West Tigers coming up against the Penrith Panthers. I mean, Look, if you're a coach at any level, maybe send your CV through to the West Tigers. They're, they're desperately on the hunt for a new head coach. I'm hearing Tim Sheens might jump into the role there. That's going to be very interesting. But, Mickey, I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be interesting what Ivan does here. We know all the Penrith boys are going to want to back up. But there is the potential. You know, they could have quite a few players missing. And, and some of these Tigers players, I mean, it doesn't matter who the head coach is. Whoever the head coach is next year, they're going to be watching these games. These players are going to be auditioning for their futures. But, yeah, coming up against the Panthers, another tough one. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it wouldn't surprise me if most of those Panthers boys won't back up just because it is against the Tigers and obviously they have not been performing. But I don't know. If that does happen, well, even if it doesn't happen, I just think it would be cool to see Panthers lose. (laughs) Um, Oh, Tigers as yeah, as much as I don't think it will happen, um, it I don't know. I kind of want that little bit of hope that it will. All right. Um, so- gamble, gamble responsibly there. Mickey's gone out on a limb, Tigers, to beat the Panthers. But, yeah, look, I agree. Like, I think, Ivan, this is an opportunity to rest some of your players because you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's not about the two points. It's about the competition. So um, they could be fielding a very young squad there. Will be interesting. All right, Dana, um, go easy on your mob. I know you're a little bit salty on your beloved Melbourne Storm uh, having some challenges. Just remember, they're still on third on the ladder at home to the Canberra Raiders. But, yeah, look, you know, Dana, I don't know. You must have run over a black cat. I, you know, just the injury crisis that Melbourne have dealt with, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, now even your Queensland Cup players are getting injured. Anyway, I'll leave it to you. Melbourne Storm coming up against Canberra Raiders at home. Who wins this one? Salty is the understatement of this century, I am telling you right now. The last three weeks of my life as a Melbourne Storm supporter have made me want to put my head through a brick wall because I don't think I've ever seen them play so poorly in the 15 years that I've been supporting this club because fuck me dead, these people cannot throw a ball backwards or carry it to save themselves. I like the frustration and I swear if you're my neighbours, I'm so sorry, you probably think I'm murdering somebody because the profanities that come out of my mouth on a day-to-day basis are bad enough, let alone when I'm screaming at my TV because the ball, God, it's so bad. But the issue that is very much in the media at the moment is the comment that Brandon Smith made towards the the ref during the game, which when he turned around and it was, oh, I'm not going to repeat it on camera. I thought it was, it would have been something that you can't say on TV. When he came out saying that the audio was released, that it was all he said was cheating bastards, I almost threw my phone. I was fuming. Like when in the 
when the camera panned to Craig Bellamy and his face and his jaw was dropped, that was my exact reaction when I heard that recording. And because I be cannot suspended. believe. Dana, he's going to yeah, be That's great. Three yeah. to four weeks. Yeah. I was like, what a crock. I was like, I actually genuinely thought he was talking to the Sharks player because checks out, they are grubs and they are cheats. Apparently it was directed at the ref. I don't know. I call bullshit. I think the whole thing is just blown out of proportion and I just so, I was fuming. So like no offense, Mickey, you can have the prick. I don't want to have to deal with this <laughs> drama next year. He was and he tried starting players as he was coming off and oh my God. Dad, just quickly too on the Raiders, like they're not going to be an easy beat. You've got Tarpane, you've got Jack Whiten who with their contract situations, I mean it's scary that like the Canberra could potentially lose those two plays. So I guess what I'm saying is they're going to be desperate to be winning games, Canberra, even if they're not in finals contention, because they're going to want to try and keep those plays. So anyway, watch. The thing who, is, who is they've the also, watch, watch the issue is, is the Raiders also have some injuries that came in from the New South Wales cup over the last couple of days. So Harry Rushton and Trey Mooney are both out. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard, yeah, it's hard to, you know, on the back of all the crap that Storm, and it has been crap on the field that Storm have put out there because it's been atrocious football. It's, even though the Raiders have a couple missing, it still could be a close game because if Storm don't play as we expect them to, um, I mean, especially as I expect them to, it's just downhill. But obviously it's at home. I'll be there screaming so they'll actually hear me this week. Um, but I'm going to say Ra- uh, Raiders. I'm going to say Storm at home. Um, we're going to say 24 to 6. We'll keep them at that low level. It's going to be a juicy one, that one. Um, yeah, keep an eye on that. Storm v Raiders. All right, and the 6 o'clock game on Sunday is the Canterbury Bulldogs coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a Rabbitohs team that has Latrell Mitchell. They look like a completely different football team with him back. Uh, yeah, Dana, thoughts on this one? I was going to say as much as I hate to admit it because I cannot stand Latrell Mitchell on the field or just the Rabbitohs in general, I think, and I I hate kind of putting a whole team success onto one person, but I just think that he is that person at the moment, especially just that when he wasn't playing, it just went downhill so quickly. Um, But I also, I swear these two teams only just played each other. So I guess that's how it works coming around to the second half of the season. But You know, it's it's hard to to see that the if the Bulldogs can back up by getting over the line. Just they've got a couple. There's definitely Casey's potential to return after concussion a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think that's been confirmed yet. Um, you know, and like you said, it's just it's Latrell Mitchell, um, Cody Walker. If he can back up Origin, like it's just the the Rabbitohs. You know, we expect them to win this game, um, but we also. The Bulldogs have kind of pulled wins out of their asses as well this year, this season, so it's it's hard to to get a win. But you know you got to you got to back Latrell Mitchell and how well he's been playing this you know, recently. Yeah, I, I think Rabbitohs one to twelve. It's going to be a close game only because again we're coming to the point in the season where there's Bulldogs players playing for their future. Gus Gould is watching every minute of football at the moment and determining. Who's going to be a future Bulldogs player? Who is not? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, that one there. All right, team, there we go. All uh, all wrapped up there. That's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things NRL. Dana, super fired up with her Melbourne Storm, starting to slide down that ladder. Mickey's team may not even make finals football. And uh, my team, well, let's just, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the night's chat for next week. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. 
loved everything about the week we've had so far. It has been our 12-month anniversary. Happy birthday to Mojo Sports. Thank you to everyone behind the scenes who helped produce this show. We've got an unbelievable crew, the hardest working crew in the business. And to our listeners, couldn't have done it without you. Uh, We love your continued support. How do you continue to support us? It is simple. Download the podcast. Share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.